Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me as always... It's Gator. And on the line, we have our special guest. We have Dave Rivera, the Sales and Marketing Manager for uh, Martina Cigars. How are you, Dave? I'm doing good, guys. How are you guys doing? We are doing awesome because on today's episode, we're going to be drawing back the curtain on the special project that is the Bishop and the Gator Cigars. Oh, yeah. So for everyone who's been following my Instagram this weekend, you know that we did get in the test blends from Martina Cigars for the Cigar Pulpit Cigars, the, the, the Bishop and the Gator. Yep. And so we got to try those over the weekend, kind of formulate up some thoughts. Dave was on uh, Facebook Live with us. Uh, or, Fa- I'm sorry, FaceTime Face Live. Yep. FaceTime. Yep. And so we got to try those. And so we figured, you know what? Why don't we go ahead and use that for today's show? So on today's show, Jeff is going to be smoking the Gator. Yep. And I'm going to be smoking the Bishop. Does anybody else feel like this is deja vu? Shut up. <laughs> anyway. What, what Nick doesn't does. want to tell you is. And now Jeff is about to. We, we started, and, and Dave, I, I can't, I can't God, not write him out. damn it, Jay. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fucking light your beard on fire with my torch, dude. We started this episode. And then Nick realized the board wasn't recording. So we have to start over. Luckily, we have an extra cigar for the test blend. So this anyway, is take two. Thanks, Jeff. Sorry, yep. I, couldn't, I couldn't resist. Watch your beard. <laughs> I I'm knew a, that was coming. I'm going to get I clo- knew that was coming. My fucking vertigo sli- cyclone is going to fucking light that beard of yours on fire at some you point. You guys have no idea how good of a show you missed up to this point. We're going to recreate. Anyway, so, oh God. yeah, so we are smoking the Bishop and the Gator. Um. Dave, why don't you, uh, you know, you have the blend mix up here, so why don't you tell us about the, uh, we'll start with the Gator here. Well, the Gator, yes. The Gator is a uh, mild to medium smoke. Um, the filler is the Dominican Seco and the Nicaraguan Viso with the, the binders of Sinatra and the wrappers in Ecuadorian Connecticut. So it's a really nice blend on that one. Nice. And then going for the Bishop, it's a three-leaf Nicaraguan blend. With a Secolajero and a Viso, um, a nice uh, Nicaraguan binder. And then the wrapper is one of my favorites, the San Andreas Mexican Maduro. Nice. And I, I'm going to say I've smoked both of these cigars now as well as Nick. And I think, Dave, you've smoked them both, if I'm not mistaken as well. Yeah. Yes, I have. And I'll tell you, they are both, you guys just hit the ball out of the park on this. You got a home run on both of these. And I'm not just saying it because there are cigars. You have done a tremendous job with these things. Now, uh, you know, full disclosure, the Gator's a little bit better than the Bishop, but, you know, whatever. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> we got a challenge. I think we have a challenge. I, and I'll get to that And in a they are two bit. distinctly different cigars. So, yeah. So, the, yeah. the Bishop is a torpedo, about five and a half by 54, whereas the Gator is a just normal round cigar, and it's about five and a half by 52, 54. Yep. Okay. There you uh, go. The Gator. The Gator is a fifty-two. Uh, the Bishop is fifty-four. There you go. Some bigger so is what you're saying. It well, and I'm sure you <laughs> you set that up to overcompensate. So that oh. being said, <laughs> wow. Why don't we go ahead and get into the cut? Yes, we'll get into the ceremonial cut, which is brought to you by Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Dan over at Riverman carries pretty much at this point uh, aspects or. 
the full line of Martinez cigars. Absolutely. He's got, yes. he's got the flat iron. He's got the 45. He's got the Dan, Don Antonio's. He's even got that, that uh, double Corona. He's um, got the double Corona from the, uh, the New York City one that we have. Yeah. He he's the only the, store carrying it. I was going to say, he's the only place yeah. outside of New York City you can get that cigar, correct? Yes. Yeah. He, has and, uh, the, he has the passion too, does he? Not? He does have the passion. He has the passion. Well. And he actually expanded on the flat iron where he took the Lancero, the number nine, which is really popular now. Yeah. And it, we're glad that he took that one. That's a, that's a good smoke. I've well, got to get over there and get a couple of those. I actually want to try it and see if see if it changes up the flavor a little bit. Well, he's also going to have the, the Bishop and the Gator here yes. very, very soon. Awesome. So, but, yeah, folks, aside from the Martinez cigars, he's got something for every budget, $3 to $100. He's uh, cultivated up a nice collection of affordable budget cigars for everybody to uh, maximize out their, as Jeff calls it, the dollar cost average. That's right. And he's also got all the way up to, like I said, that $100 Saka Unicorn that, that – is a little pricey for me, but probably a very good smoke. So. Oh, I've heard good things about it. Yeah. If I ever get to the point where I have all my bills paid off, I'm going to get one. So you're never going to have one is it's what you're saying? Likely, likely not. Yeah, no. probably but, not. But I've so. heard it's a great cigar. Okay. Now, um, I need to get mine out of the uh, cellophane. Well, you're going to hang on a minute because I'm going to tell everybody that if they live in the St. Louis area, they need to go buy Riverman Cigar Company. Or if you uh, live in an area where you don't have a brick and mortar... Dan over at Riverman can do a uh, mail order. So you can just call him up, and he'd be happy to put together a nice package and mail it out to you, and that way you can get your cigars. So for everybody, make sure you give Dan at Riverman Cigar Company a try. And by okay, the way, Jeff, I'd, I'd like to point out, as you're taking your cigar out of the cellophane, these cigars didn't come in cellophane. So did you put yours into cellophane just for that gag? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He wanted to be part of the process. That's what, one of the steps exactly. in, in finishing off. Sack of crap. What it, what was this? This is a this is a Oliva Connecticut Reserve six and a half by forty four Lonsdale cellophane. It took there, some so doing to get that in there too. I, I would imagine that so. Yeah. You know? I don't know how you guys do that because it was really hard. Well, you're trying to jam a. 52 ring gauge cigar into a cellophane that was made for a 44 ring gauge cigar. So I've maybe, got a lot of practice trying probably... to fit something big into something small. <sighs> anyway, so with that, <laughs> we'll go ahead and cut the cigar. So we'll give this thing a, give this thing a cut here. So mine's a very nice dark looking cigar. Like I said. We have the torpedo, which is relevant because see, yes. since mine is the bishop, you we have went, to V cut. You got to V cut yep. it, and and when you do, it's not time to cut the cigar; it's time to anoint the bishop. Ooh, right, right. I so like you put it. the little bishop hat. <laughs> yeah, you know when it when you cut it, it's it's delightful. It's well, just delightful. And if uh, you know, let's say you're missing a chess piece, you can just put it on the board and take place of one of the bishops. Precisely, I like it. Nice. So now that we've cut this, Jeff, what are you getting on the cold draw there? Okay, so the thing I like about this, it's got a little bit of a fruit or a dried fruit flavor to it, and it's also got that that taste or that smell of, like, fresh-cut hay. Okay. I know you didn't grow up as a farm boy here, I did but not. there is nothing better than a fresh-cut field of hay, just getting that, that, like, that alfalfa hay, getting that smell off of the field after it's cut. Okay. And that's, that's what I'm getting on this cigar. Okay. Does that bring you back to your childhood? A little bit. I'm nice. going to tell you, 
Dude, we used to build a monument to straw every year. We would we would bale straw, we'd bale clover, hay, alfalfa, and we would fill our barn up at least sometimes 10 or 11 rows high. And, like, it got to the point where the barn, you know, you, you started worrying about the structural integrity of the building because you had so much weight you were putting in it. Yeah, those were the days. Interesting. You've never Interesting. worked. You've never worked a day in your life if you haven't bailed hay. I'm just saying. I haven't. Oh, so. I need to get. No, I tell you what, I find somebody square bailing. We'll go out and I'll let you throw a couple of bales. And no, you'll see what I'm talking about. No, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Having never worked a day in my life, if that's the case. <laughs> so. it's, I'll tell you what, though, there was no better way to grow up. Okay. Yeah. Well, over on the bishop here on the cold draw, I get the uh, I get a similar kind of dried fruit sweetness. Not not heavy. It's it's not there. The prevalent flavor on this thing beef jerky it is it's beef jerky and when, when we opened up the packs the other night nick's like what are you smelling this and i smelled it and i'm thinking beef jerky but that can't be right but it was it was beef jerky these yeah. things smell like beef jerky and yeah. they're amazing is that and, and dave would that be from like the the different mix of tobaccos or what what would bring that out it's almost like a smoky rich smoky flavor it has i think it's been just the moisture a little bit gives off that little flavor that's that scent. It could be the, the Nicaraguan. I, I really couldn't put, put it down on what it was. Well, but. that's yeah. that's and that's something to point out. So when we're ta- when we're smoking these test blends, you know, Jeff's have been sitting for about a month, yes. correct? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And mine have really only been rolled like uh, two and a half weeks ago, maybe. Three yeah, weeks I was going to say yeah. Two, yeah, two and a half weeks about. Yeah. Yeah. So and and you know, I'd like to point out that when Dave sent these to me. He did say, you know, when you get these, you're gonna have to let them. You're gonna have to let yours sit at least for about a week in the humidor, just so they can continue to dry out a little bit. Screw that. And I was, <laughs> I was, I knew that was gonna be very difficult. So I'd like to thank the United States Postal Service for their inept job at yes. sending these through the mail because Dave mailed them out on a Wednesday, and I didn't receive them until the following. And when I say the following, I mean I don't mean two like days. a week and a half. I mean yeah. the following Friday of the next yeah. week. So basically, the United States Postal Service took care of letting my cigar sit for maybe a while. It was, maybe it was God intervening to let them uh, age a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? We, pay, we, we paid for two-day shipping, so that was a good <laughs> yeah. way of getting it. You got screwed. <laughs> you, need, you, need to, you need to look into a refund there, buddy. Yeah. So, True that. Yeah, so anyway. I got to ask real quick, what are you getting on the cold <laughs> retro hail? It's still beef jerky. Yeah, and, and but you are getting it. Yeah, I have to admit. Yeah, I have to. Well, it's just it's such a prevalent flavor, man. Yep. It's just it's hitting. It's that beef jerky kind of hitting all the senses. Thing. Yeah, it's and just and with mine again on that uh, cold retro, you're getting that that kind of fruity, maybe maybe a dried fruit like a raisin, and again that fresh cut alfalfa hay. It's yeah. I love it. I well, absolutely love it, Dave. I'm gonna go ahead and light this guy up go. because I uh, I uh, I'm I'm dying to smoke this thing. So go ahead. and... <laughs> And light this up. So now, Dave, I will definitely, I'll definitely let Jesus know uh, where you guys are. He, he did a great job on this. Oh, that, I would expect really, really nothing less from Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dave, um, yes. are, are you smoking either one of these as you're sitting I'm there? I'm smoking Bishop as we're sitting here right now talking. Nice, nice. 
Yeah, I had the Gator early this morning. You were teasing the hell out of me with this cigar before you sent it, man. You're just like, dude, Jesus just smoked that. He said it's fire. And then, like, you yeah. Know, and you had it, and it was just like amazing and all this kind of stuff. So. Yeah. And and we've smoked both of these now. Yes. Like Nick and I, we yeah. both smoked our own that night. I've the next smoked, day, we we traded off and I've, tried each other. I've smoked two of my two full of mine. This is going to be the third full one, and then um, uh, I smoked one of yours and yep. vice versa here. Yep. So and and you actually liked like I the, like uh, yours. Gator yours is as good. Well. I yeah. would say yeah, yours is good. And and Dave, the way you said you smoked them is the right order. Mine is more of a morning midday cigar. And yeah. this would be more of a late afternoon or evening cigar. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. yeah, I would say that Jeff, your cigar, it's it's mild, but it's mild plus. Yes, or a very 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 light medium. Yeah, whereas, absolutely. Whereas I'd say mine is probably by the time you get through it all the way, I'd say mine is kind of a medium plus. It's not a bold cigar, but it's kind of a medium plus. Yeah, once you get past that. that- first half on yours nick yeah it, it steps up a couple steps it, that. yeah the it bishop does. goes up a notch it does yeah. yeah so let me say um we had a better lead into this when we tried it the first time but i'm gonna go ahead and take us there anyway nick and i um had a wild night before we do that what okay. do you get on the retro hail okay let's do okay you're right what do you get when you get on your retro hail there jeff's doing his retro hail puffing puffing Ooh, that's smooth. Yeah. That is a smooth, it's a smooth retro hail. And I've had that on all of them that I've smoked now. Dave, is that, would you, would you say that's, oh, and Nick's head just exploded. Oh my. That's, that's Nick's retro, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you talk about yours. Okay. <laughs> He's a little verklempt. So, uh, Dave, would that be about right on mine? Have you, you've done the retro hail on the. Yeah, uh, your retro is nice and smooth. Uh, you get. A lot of the notes coming out of that retro, which I thought was great. Um, like I said to you before, I'm not really a Connecticut smoker, but for yours, the flavor notes that come out of it, the retro out of it, it's something that, like I did today, I smoked it in the morning. It's, it's a really good smoke. It's got a lot of flavor, flavor for a Connecticut, which I thought was spot on. And then on Nick's, I think there's a, a, a touch more pepper. Yeah, there's a bit more pepper. My yeah. The- when I told Dave what I wanted for my cigar, I said I like a nice, uh, flavorful but strong cigar, and I said, and I kind of want something in it that's going to kick you in the nuts. Yep. And where the masters at Martinez came through on this cigar, the cigar itself, once you light it, what I'm getting off the the cigar as as I'm smoking it normally, it's kind of an earthy smoke. It's it's a very earthy smoke. Um, it's it's. Like I said, it's a strong medium, yep. you know, little little bit of pepper, but not not a whole lot in the first half. Uh, it's just a, it's a really earthy smoke. But where that kick in the nuts comes in is the retro hail. I Man. just did it now. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's where that ball kick is. And the thing about it is, what's nice about that is folks can control that that experience if they want. If they don't want yep. a retro hail, they don't have to. But if they do retro hail, and the thing yep. is, guys. The more you do it, the better it'll get, you know, yeah. but, but retro hail well, and it, you get so much more out of the cigar by doing so. Exactly. If you're not doing the retro hail, you're not experiencing the full experience of the cigar. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you feel it on your palate too. When you take that, take that drag of that cigar Definitely. on, on mix, it just sits on your palate because that tingling feel on the tongue, which is really good. It oh is yeah. Really good. 
So, you know, full disclosure, I have smoked both of these cigars, and they're both outstanding. Martinez just, I mean, it's, it's, I'm so proud of what you guys did for us on these. And we didn't have, we didn't even have to do, like, additional test blends. No. Like, out of the gate, these things were both exactly what we were looking for. Yeah, I mean, I know we talked in the past about how you guys were going to send us multiple, and we were going to talk about this, and what we liked about Mm -hmm. this one, and blah, 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 and go through the process. We didn't have to go through the process. No. You guys no. nailed it. You nailed out it. Of, yeah, when I, out of the gate. When, when I gave Jesus the description you guys gave me what you wanted, he knew off the bat what he was going to do. He's like, I know. I have Jeff's already know what he's going to do. And then with, with Nick's, he's like, I have some new leaves that came in. We're going to throw something together. I think we have that one down, too. Then when we smoked it on Friday, I came back in on Saturday morning when he was here, and I said, we knocked it out. We don't have to do anything to it. They're happy with it. And I, he's like, I knew it. He's like, that was a really good smoke, and I was hoping that they would be happy with it. I was like, they're so happy with it. We're good. I was like, yep. this is a good. These are two good cigars that we're really proud of, and uh, we're happy to have it part of our our part of our family cigars. So yeah, now, yeah, well, we're and, and we're honored to be a part of that because amen. These are fantastic cigars. Seriously, Dave, I can't thank you enough, and I really want you to express our thanks to Jesus and Absolutely. the whole crew over there at Martinez. These are I would these are will. fantastic cigars. Now, now, Dave is too kind to say this, but. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say it. The Gator is slightly better. <laughs> okay, again, I have a thought about that. But it's we'll, a challenge. We'll, it's definitely a challenge. I was going to say, I have, a th- I have a thought about how we can determine that, but I'm going to I'm going to hold off for a moment. Fair enough. So, <laughs> so, um, you know, all right. So, so be- back to our story. Before we get into a little bit more detail about these cigars, Jeff, you had a story. I have a story. Of course you do. So, okay. So Nick gets the cigars, and he's like, oh, my God, I've got the test blends. And he needed help moving some stuff at his office. I said, look, I'll come up tonight. We'll move the stuff, and then we'll sit down and we'll smoke the cigars. I had a shelf and a mini fridge that were the last two things in my office. Because as I mentioned on a previous cast, you know, we're shutting down my newspaper office. Everybody's going to be working remote. So I had to be out by end of day Friday. Yeah. And so I had these two things, and they were just a little too heavy for me to handle on my own. And so Jeff came up. We got the shelf loaded. We didn't have room in the back end for the mini fridge. Of uh, Nick's SUV. Of my SUV. So now at this point, it's raining. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do with this fridge. And, you know, it's a dorm fridge. It's it's maybe about... it's a big dorm fridge. It is a big dorm. Well, you got to figure. I've had this thing for like 16 years, dude. So like... This is not like your you know modern space age fridge technology that takes up very little room. I mean, this is still a rather large old school dorm fridge. Yeah. And so um, Jeff helped me out. We got it outside, and we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with it. And then he's like, "Well, we can put it on the hitch all on the back of my Jeep." Yes. So we did, but unfortunately, we didn't account for the fact that the base of this fridge is probably, I'd say, anywhere between eight and ten inches. Larger than yeah, the easily. than the uh, surface area of your of your hitch, so we had like about eight to ten inches of this fridge just hanging <laughs> off the edge. It was very precarious, guys. It was time for me <laughs> to break out the redneck uh, engineering. So he gets out these bungee cords, and mind you, I'm really disturbed at the sheer number of bungee cords that you had in your Jeep. Dude. You can never have enough bungee cords, enough duct tape, or enough zip ties. Says the serial killer. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> We, uh, I go inside to, to turn in the keys. I come out, and Jeff has got, I'd say, probably about a dozen bungee cords wrapped around this thing in the most janky white trash possible way. 
And it worked, didn't it? You know, and I'm like, okay, well, here's the deal. If he takes a turn or a bump, this thing's going to go flying off. But whatever, we'll we'll make it work. So, so he decides to follow me. So at this I point. follow because I'm thinking if this thing's going to go in the front end of anybody's car, at least <laughs> I want it to be my car. You know, not like some innocent bystander. So Dave, right? we're on the phone as we're driving, and I said, "So how are you going to explain to the insurance company that your own mini fridge flew through the front of your vehicle?" <laughs> and I said, "It's not my mini fridge. Some jackass put it on the back of his Jeep. How was I supposed to know it was going to come off?" Uh, Except for the fact that I had the the magnet on the front of it that was the logo of my newspaper, so I figured I'd probably have to at least reach in the wreckage and get that. But yeah, get um, get rid of, get rid of that evidence. Yeah, that would be hard so, to explain. Yes. Anyway, so we get the mini fridge to my house. We get the bungee cords off, and we're getting ready to take it off the hitch. And I realize, you know, there's still some beer and whatnot in it. So we figured, let's go ahead, let's take the beer out, move it to the garage fridge. And then we'll take the fridge off the back end so we can dethaw it because that was the other problem is it had a giant block of ice in the freezer. Yes. So we opened up the door and a beer shifted and tumbled out and shattered on my driveway. Right at our feet. Right at our feet. Now, where that becomes a problem is both of us decided to do this moving in flip-flops, you know, because nothing says safety and moving like open-toed shoes. <laughs> and so this shard of glass goes in between my foot and the, uh, the shoe. So I go into the garage, and I take the shoe off, and I just lightly brush the bottom of my foot with my hand and proceed to slice my finger open on a piece of glass. Now, Dave, the problem is he thought the glass was going to move. He didn't realize it was embedded in his toe. So he might as well have had like a knife in between his toes and just rubbed his hand right across it. I bled like a stuck pig, I've man. never seen anyone bleed like this from a tiny it little finger was wound. Nut. Yeah, because if you look at it right now, it's like... A pinprick, basically, but yeah. like it bled horribly that night. Are you on some and, kind of blood um, thinners or something? I don't know about. No, taking Coumadin or whatnot. No. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> so we're getting this thing cleaned up in the driveway, and mind you, it's still raining. So we're out there with the push broom. My push broom handle looks like a <laughs> and, crime and scene weapon, shovel. and the snow shovel acting as the dustpan. And uh, so we get this thing cleaned off, put the mini fridge to the side so it can dethaw. The next morning. My wife and I go out to the mini fridge. This is the piece de resistance. And the ice block has melted significantly to the point that we are now able to determine that in the freezer there actually was a frozen diet meal from and, God knows when. And and a bag of my wife's breast milk. How did it taste? I I didn't taste it, Jeff. Why? Because it's A, that's gross, but B, it's it's like it's old, dude. It's very, very old. It's been in my, there at least my three son years. is Four. Yeah. I hadn't worried about feeding him breast milk since he was a baby. Yeah. And I was bringing him to the office. Like, and I'm talking before he turned one. Because by one, he was starting to eat, like, actual, like, food and stuff, yeah. you know? So, like, we're talking this thing's been in that fridge for over three years. Just frozen in the block of ice like Captain America. I'm sure it was still good. Yeah, I'm not convinced. Frozen in the block of ice, it's not going to freeze or burn. Yeah. Let's put it this way. We tossed it. <laughs> and it, when we saw it, she she took it out of the freezer. She goes, ew. And I'm like, ew. And we throw it did away. Did you ever, when, when, okay, so when Max was breastfeeding, did you ever put any in your coffee just to try it? No. Oh, okay. No. I know people that have done that. I, I haven't. I, I know, know one. I know exactly who you're talking about, uh-huh. actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I, uh, I did not. Cal. Well, there you go. So what are you getting uh, here on the cigar? <laughs> On the bishop, yeah, like I said, it's it's earthy, 
Yeah, it's not. Breast milk. Earthy and three-year-old breast milk. Breast milk. Yeah. No, you can add that to your chiclets and cantaloupe there over go. there, Jeff. Yeah. No, oh yeah. It's a very earthy cigar. Um, little little hints of pepper, and I'm mean, I'm just digging it, man. I'm loving this cigar I, so much. I cannot love the Gator enough. This is a great cigar. Um, and and again. If we were reviewing this cigar, if this was another manufacturer, if it wasn't even Martinez, if we just had this cigar to review, this is a cigar I would be just gushing over because it's right in my wheelhouse. Yes. Um, you know, it's a it's a great Connecticut. Um, that I'll tell you, I think the wrapper is what makes this cigar. I the, think it brings that extra flavor note. It gives it just that little extra the something. The Connecticut? Or are you talking about the, 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 the binder, the Excuse Sumatra the binder? binder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Sumatra binder, binder gives yeah. you that flavor, yeah. yeah. The, the Sumatra binder is really... I'm doing that. We okay. use a Sumatra on our um, on our Passion. Oh, okay. We love that. We love that, that, yeah, that, that binder. I apologize. Yeah, the binder is just... I think it's what makes the cigar pop. And like Nick says, yeah. it's, it's a little something more than a mild smoke. It's kind of that mild to medium, you know, just a hair under medium, but it's just got a great flavor to it. And, you know, like I said, the retro hail's good and smooth on it. I mean, I can't say enough good and stuff see, about And see, and that's this. my problem with a lot of Connecticut's. Fair, I don't smoke a lot of Connecticut's, and the reason I don't is because, by and large, for the most part, they're just too light for me. They're yeah. just too mild. You know, yeah. They're not like that Bugatti that we had that time that was like smoking air, yeah. but, but they're still just a little bit too mild. And everybody calls them the breakfast cigar. Well, I yeah. don't typically have... A cigar for breakfast. I mean, I just by the time I by the time I'm lighting up my first cigar, it's it it's at least lunchtime, if not a little later. Yeah. So I'm already kind of hitting hitting. So I might start with like a Habano or something like that. Whereas like, but that Connecticut man, you're, you're the Gator. I yep. would smoke that. I would start my day with that. Well, thank you. Easily. And so. and like I said, we can't say yeah. enough good stuff about what you guys did on these because they're absolutely just a hundred percent what we were looking for. Definitely. Yep. So that's great to hear. That leads to the next part of this whole discussion. Okay. Which is Dave, where do we go from here? Well, we're starting production this week on it to get it to start going. And uh, we have a target date for the first week of September to release this out to the public. So we're looking wow. at the first week of September that people yep. can go to martinascigars.com and order the Bishop and the Gator. Oh. Yep. Now, how are these going to be packaged for people to purchase? We're going to be offering them in both five packs. Five packs for the Gator, five packs for the Bishop. Um, so they're going to be packaged in the five. You can get either one or the other or both. That'll be good. That'll be a nice way for people to sample them, give them a, yeah. give them a try and everything like that. And I like yeah. it. Yeah, down the, ro- down the road we're going to be doing boxes once it goes into the retails. But to start off, we're going to be doing it online off the Martinez website. Um, so you have it through us and then once, uh, you know, once it gets out there and the popularity gets up there, which I know it's going to, uh, then, then we go into the, the retail side. So all of you stores that are carrying Martinez cigars or are thinking about carrying Martinez cigars. And why wouldn't you be? You can also get the pulpit cigars. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Now it's a, and it's, and the good thing is, you know, we're starting to really get a big traction on being in the retail stores so yeah this would be a perfect addition to the martinez line hell yeah it will because i'll promote the hell out of stores that carry our our a to the (laughs) men absolutely (laughs) you're gonna get some extra plugs here with the cigar pulpit so trust me you you want to think about getting these in your retail establishment if you don't have them already definitely and i you know i joke about this but i think martinez cigars are one of the best kept secrets in the cigar world 
Oh, we've talked about that yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. So, no, this is this is I'm excited. And folks, you, you everybody's been asking when can we get them? When can we get them? When can we get them? First week of September. We're looking at the first week of September oh, for so people happy. to be able to finally try our cigars. Or as Jeff likes to say, I just want people to put my stick where their mouth is. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> uh, well, I'm excited. This is good. This is really good news. So, No, it's great. I mean, you guys, the, the stick, you, everyone's going to love these, these cigars. I, I, you know, we've had a lot. We make a lot here. We try a lot of different things. And when this thing came on the table and we tried these, we knew it was going to be something something special. And I, I can't wait to get these, these sticks in everybody's hands and hear the feedback. And I think it's just going to be a great, great response from them. So I'm excited. Definitely. That's awesome. Well, Dave, uh, since you're on with us, how about you uh, You go ahead and hang out for some Ask the Boys? I'm in. Let's go. All right. Let's get into the Ask the Boys. So, yeah. So, today, normally, I would be hitting the, uh, the phone line, but um, I had a listener email me. And I'm gonna I'm gonna total transparency here. Uh, Robert Polson was the the listener, and for some reason Nick did not want to ask Robert's question. He emailed me <laughs> back at the, at the beginning of July, and unfortunately, somehow or another, I I I just kept overlooking the email or something, and uh, he gave me a little bit of a little bit of crap on Facebook, and so well deserved, well deserved. No, I, I freely admit, well deserved. So we're going to go ahead and get into some questions from Robert Polson. Now he he sent quite a few questions here, so we're gonna we're gonna have some time with this. All right. So the first question it's it's one that for me is very obvious, but but we're gonna nerd out for a minute. So Star Wars or Star Trek, and why? Do you want me to start? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and start Star Trek? Because Star Wars is a made up religion. Star Trek is actually a vision of what the future could be. Well, I was gonna. All right, I agree, Star Trek over Star Wars. Now, the reason I say that is because with Star Trek, you know, it's like, it's actually, it's it's different stories. I mean, Star Wars is a child story, man. It's it's princesses and knights and, you know, evil people. And it's just, it's so basic. Star Wars is the same movie every time. It's dressed up. And they're in there, and that's another thing. Episode 7 was the exact same movie as Episode 4. And, you know, the prequels, the prequels sucked. Anybody who, t- I mean, there were aspects it's of the, the prequels. Jar Jar. And aspects of the prequels were good. I mean, I thought Liam Neeson's Jedi was, was interesting. But, really? you know, they hamstrung. He has I mean, a particular set of skills. Liam Neeson. Why did you, I mean, and, you know, and then, <laughs> of course, Samuel L. Jackson. Which, the problem there, I can't look at that and think, oh, it's whatever his character's name is. It's Samuel L. Jackson playing a Jedi. I mean, it was just, it was too... Like Hollywood of casting, the, I just I wasn't into the it. The other problem is the first three, the prequels. Yeah, they shot them with new technology and everything. Why did they not keep them in the same canon? Mm, I don't know, but but as Ooh. for Star, but as for Star Trek, you know, you've got you've got so much going on there. It's different stories. It's different storytelling. You've yeah. got inner. You've got the political intrigue of of you've all the different empires for the love of God. and all that. Exactly. I mean. It, it's Star Trek all the way. All let me, the way. Let Star me jump Trek. in. I have one issue with Star Trek. Uh oh. And it's going to blow Nick's mind that I have an issue with Star Trek because I is, love Star actually. Trek. Why do they keep dicking around with the Klingons? 
Just leave them alone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's so annoying. I mean, look, you know, the Klingons in the original 60s show were pretty basic. I mean, let's be real. They, they were, were. And, but they address that in uh, Deep Space Nine when they go back into the Trouble with Tribbles episode, which is a great crossover episode, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mind you. So it gets addressed a little bit with Worf. But then you come up to, what is this new one that's on CBS? you got to pay us to watch it. Oh, Discovery. Yeah. I haven't you. watched that yet. I tried. And they've completely changed the Klingons again. And it's like, dear God, I don't, just I don't leave know. it alone. I don't know. So anyway. I'm a Star Trek guy. I mean, uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh-oh. 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 Why? But I don't like <laughs> the prequels. The prequels are just, it was just repeating the same story the first three original. The original three were the best ones. But I'm, I was never a Star Trek guy. I just never, never got into it. But the Star Wars helped me. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a Star you had Wars guy. Captain Kirk flying around the galaxy having sex with oh, as many alien Cap- women as oh, he could. Oh, the Green Girls. I mean, oh it my was god, just, it was, it was, biz- it was I, just nuts, to this so. day. To this day, <sighs> if a woman dresses up for Halloween in like green paint, like a mortar or something, I just go back to when I was a teenager, rewatching Star Trek, and they had the Orion Slave Girls. Oh. Yeah, it's just so much better to be in a Star Wars era than uh, Star Trek. I don't know what. About that. Come on, but dude! And the ships are so much more comfortable in Star Trek. I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> they're comfortable. Uh, How do we know they're comfortable? Oh, you can look at them. They're way more comfortable than the freaking Millennium got their own Falcon. And, I mean, yeah. all these ships are like the only ships uh, that look comfortable. That star alone. Come yeah, on, that's my point. That the only ships that look comfortable in Star Wars are the bad guy ships. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, no, you're oh, right. Man. All right. Oh, so man. we're taking a cigar back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so the next the next question we've kind of covered before. So we'll go through it relatively quickly. He wants to know what our favorite experience smoking is. Not necessarily the stick, uh, best stick that we've had, but whether it was what we were doing at the time, who we were with, just a conversation, what was the most memorable cigar? I've talked about it before. It was that time that I was out in Vegas. It was April of 2019, chilling out at the Davidoff Bar, sitting outside. It's like 70 degrees. I'm just sitting there uh looking up at the stars just having a wonderful wonderful nice evening yep. hanging out the last night I was out in Las Vegas mine I go back to that time we were at Giant City and I saved you from the raccoon and our we had other folks there that were with us and it, that was a great you time to fight with the raccoon but we won't we covered that at, uh, at nausea <laughs> at as well, so but yeah the, you picked that fight the other the other absolute favorite time that and I that ever was a had. peach swisher I might add by the it's way true true wow but eh, there's not a lot of choices in carbondale illinois for cigars whatever so that being said um no my other favorite moment and i've talked about this before too but it was out at Corey frisbee's house after the western western tobacco festival mm-hmm. and we were sitting there with manuel casada and with uh, oscar valadares yep and we sat in the backyard that was Ron a very was wonderful time yeah. jessica was there from the hill yep we sat there with all of these folks and smoked cigars and just told stories and just razzed on each other and had the greatest time. There was no way that we should have been at that after party, and somehow we weaseled our way in, and I look back on it fondly. So the next nice. the next question, and, and Dave, what was your most memorable cigar? Before I, 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 I'm blowing past you here, buddy. What, what's your That's most okay. Um, my, my most memorable is when I first opened my cigar lounge and had my first cigar as opening day. So that was probably my most... Uh, memorable. 
That would be I'm hard to beat. Sure. That would be yeah. really hard yeah. to beat. Yeah. Yeah. After you know working and getting that thing started and all the hard work and you're nervous about opening and then you you open and you just sit down and you you grab a stick and the first stick I grabbed was the Particus Black and it was just you're smoking it and you're like wow I can't believe this is happening and it was a great experience a great learning experience and you know it got me to where I am today so I'm pretty happy about Very it. Very cool. Nice. So the next question. A um, little apropos, considering our conversation that we had off air, uh, he wants to know if we've ever had any paranormal experiences and describe. Now, Jeff and I have actually, we Jeff and I have actually covered this on the Halloween episode yes. from last year. So, Robert, if you go back and listen to the Halloween episode from 2019, Jeff and I we go into you know paranormal experiences and whatnot that we've had before. But where this is interesting yes. is because I was talking to Dave um, off air before we were starting, and he was saying that a friend of his was telling him about this haunted house where it's supposedly super haunted, and they'll give you a whole ton of money if you if you manage to spend the night there and not run out screaming and and whatnot. And if you if you manage to spend the night and and leave the next morning, they'll give you a bunch of money. To which I said. I think that sounds like a challenge that I'm I want to, I want to take yeah. up, and um, I would be more than happy to do that because then it Not might be me. the most, you know, if we if we broadcast live from the house, yes. I mean that might be the most profitable episode of the pulpit ever. So right. I'm all in on that. So, oh yeah, and and you know I've talked in the past about I've seen a shadow person, um, I've gone on Bigfoot hunts, I've covered um, some paranormal. You know, like investigations at a couple of different places. So, yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of this. And we, we go into a lot of that um, on that Halloween podcast. So, yeah, reference back to that. But there's a lot of good stuff there. Okay. My daughter even talks about uh, experiences she had. Exactly. That's right. Dave, how about you? Uh, have you had any there? The only thing I could think of is when I was younger, we were playing with the Ouija board. Oh, that'll get you in trouble. That's the only thing. And I just remember doing it and... They asked for a sign, and this cat jumped on the window, and that was the only thing I remember. But I think it was just coincidence, but who knows? Yeah, why, you know, that's the thing I've never understood is, yeah, let's sell the portal to hell in the game section. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a game. Is it? I guess. Is it? Is it a game? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. So, um, so the next. Do they still sell that board? Yeah, you can oh, go to the yeah. toy store and buy it right now. Yeah, you can open up all the portals you want to. So the next, I'm good. <laughs> the, ne- the next question is, um, if you could sit and smoke with any cigar smoker from history, who would it be and why? And what do you think the conversation would be uh-huh. like and about? I can feel that one. Go ahead. Churchill. Okay. I and knew it, that was coming. Yeah. And his bustier. You want to talk to him about yeah. cross-dressing? Yeah. Okay. That's a reference to our first episode, guys, if you're listening and not aware of why we're calling, you know, Winston Churchill a cross-dresser. Go back and listen to the very first episode. Do we know he wasn't? I mean... We could clear it up. There there are questions that have been posed. Got, you know, under the suit, a nice camisole. Anyway. You know, I, I wrestle with that question because if we're going from history, I'm assuming that we're... I don't know if we're talking present day... If we're talking present day, there's three people that I'd like to sit down and and have a cigar with. Okay? And if you're listening, come on the show. Well, not one is present day, two are dead. Well, they those two can't. They, well, those two can't. So so obviously Churchill, I think, would be great. Yep. Mark Twain would be really interesting, and I'd like to have the conversation with Mark Twain 
today so that he could like see the state of the world as it is right now because I think it would be really interesting to get mm. Mark Twain's take on what the state of the world is right now because let's be real, the state of the world right now is fucking crazy. You know what? Yes. And you could do that on Star Trek in the hologram. My God, you could. The holodeck. Yep, yep. I'm saying. And then, um, but as for my yeah. third, the, the contemporary, currently still alive cigar smoker, I still say Arnold Schwarzenegger would be a fantastic oh, yeah. conversation. See, I'm leaning more towards Kevin Bacon. Ah, uh, dude. I want to I talk to Arnold so that I could t- ask him about, you know, like, how he set up the cigar tent in the backyard yeah. of the governor's mansion when he was governor of California because they wouldn't allow him to smoke in the mansion. And, nice. and you know, what all went on out there and everything. I think it'd be fun to talk to him about, you know, how ballsy he was that on his last day as governor, like as he's getting ready to leave the governor's office, he lights up a cigar in there and just like, what do I care? Yeah. You know, and yeah, exactly. I, I, think that, <laughs> I think it would be badass to sit and have a cigar now, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, we went with good celebrities. But, OK, think about this. What if you could go back and you could talk to someone like Hitler and just ask them why? <laughs> I don't know if I really want to know that answer, Jeff. Yeah. And let's be real. If you want to know the answer to that, you can always just go read his book. He wrote a book. Yes, and you know that. But seriously, <laughs> if you could go back in time, and maybe you just kill him, and you save all those people. That's been proven. You can't. It just creates another timeline. It doesn't save yeah, it all changes, those people. It changes either. everything around. It, it just. It just. Not if you put the time off. stones back. If you put the infinity stones back where they go, it will not split the time. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I learned that from Marvel. Marvel didn't like. Okay, no, no, no. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> Everybody came back, but there was still that five year gap where they were gone. No, no, no. But you remember they went back in time. They got the time stone or the Infinity Stone, and they had to put them back the accordingly. But it didn't fix the problem. Now everybody was still gone. So you can't kill Hitler in the past and save all those Jewish people that he killed in the Holocaust. Why because, not? Because you're creating a whole new timeline. But at least in that timeline, the world's better. Yeah, but you still have this current timeline that you're from. Do we really want to get off into quantum mechanics right now? That's literally where you've taken us. String theory. I know. Dave, <laughs> Dave historical figures that you'd like to smoke with? Uh, a lot. That would be Ernest Hemingway. Oh. Just to hear all the things, all the places he's been to. And Interesting. That would be good. And alive, uh, Mike Dicka. Ooh, dub bears, dub bears, just, dub bears. just isn't he, hearing. Isn't he running a women's football league now or something? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. But that would be something I talked about. He's over like cigar. the commissioner of the female football league. I had no yeah, idea. You have to look that up. I had no idea, but just just hearing the stories coming out of both of those guys would be oh, amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. So the next question is about retrohaling. Maybe if you, you know, I got one more. Maybe okay. if you went back and you talked about. Talk to like Genghis Khan about how he should just stay home. What? And not you know invade all those countries. Just you know it's it's nice here. Stay here. Did he did he smoke? Was he a cigar smoker? I I don't know that. Oh okay. okay. He might have he might have been a little more calm if he did. Anyway. <laughs> Rob- <laughs> anyway, Robert has the hardest time retrohaling. He wants advice as to how to do it. He says, I try, but can't seem to figure out how to do it. How to exhale 75% through the mouth and push the rest out the nose. This boggles the mind for me. 
I don't really have advice. Yeah, I don't know how to just, say I don't, it. I, you just I, do yeah, it. Yeah, you just kind of do it. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you just kind of let let like half or, or so of it go, and then you just exhale through your nose, and yeah. it just kind of yeah. happens. I mean, you know, and look, when you when it does happen, you're you're going to cough your guts out, you know, the first handful of times. And as you do or, it. Or like Nick does every time yeah, on the show. Not every time, yeah. thank you. There's some that I haven't, but... You know, it's just one of those things that you uh, you just kind of mo- you know do and and get through. But yeah, yeah. I, for, when I started, retro was probably one of the most difficult things for me to do. So, like you said, you just let out as much as you think you can. Just even if it's a little bit, just let it come out, and then eventually you start graduating to it more and more. Yeah. So um, it's just it's just taking your time and and not over. Overpowering yourself with too much smoke, and, and don't, you'll be choking. And also, don't overthink it. I mean, it, it really is just breathing, you know? Yeah. So it's just kind of one of those things. Just let, like, you know, 50 to 75% out through the mouth, and then yep. just kind of just sit back and just exhale through the nose. And it'll just Trial, happen. It'll just don't happen. inhale, though. Yeah, don't yeah, inhale. Trial and error. Not trial and error. Yep. So, and then the uh, the final question is, he wants us to talk a little bit more about our newspapers, kind of how the sausage is made. He says it's interesting to him. Some might find it dull, but as he said, fuck it. Fair enough. So I like it. Um, so, yeah. So we've talked about it before. I own a newspaper in southern Illinois, in O'Fallon, Illinois. Jeff owns one or, well, multiple. Yeah. I've got a paper in uh, Pinckneyville and Duquoin, Illinois, in Perry County. I've got a paper in Franklin County and one in uh, Hamilton County. Small, small, um, you know, kind of what I would say without our newspapers, underserved from a news standpoint, for sure. Definitely. Yep. As for how the sausage is made, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I have a very small staff. It's it's myself. I have a part-time person that kind of handles some of the back office work, you know, the managing of subscriptions, um, kind of organizing some files, um, helps with some of the layout, does um, some billing, just kind of fields general questions from folks, uh, puts together some of, uh, we have to, like if a legal notice is published in the newspaper, we have to have uh, certificates of publication that are given to those le- those entities that prove that it ran in the newspaper. Um, she handles a lot of that stuff. And then I also have, uh, at this point, five freelance reporters, and I pay them by the story. They have assigned, you know, things that they do that they were brought on initially for. But at the same time, all of them know that they can either pitch me a story and more than likely I'll go ahead and take it. Or um, I'll, if I have things that need to be written about, I'll kind of pitch it to them and say, hey, I have this going on. Who wants to cover it? And somebody will step up and do it. Yeah. And, you know, mine is a weekly publication. They, they know that um, they know their deadlines. And so by end of day Monday, I have pretty much all their writing in. Um, a lot of government meetings that we cover happen on Mondays. And so with those meeting stories, I ask them to just get those to me by, an, you know, early Tuesday. And then I spend all day Tuesday sitting on my computer and laying out the paper in uh, InDesign. And so I use InDesign and Photoshop to uh, to handle all of that. And, you know, you got to edit up the pictures. Because it's one of those things that, you know, the photos, they uh, they print darker than um, they appear on the screen. 
and so it's one of those things where um, the uh, uh, you gotta you gotta make sure that you edit them up, and so I, I play around with that, and I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what all you know behind the scenes stuff you want to know, but from there I make the PDF, the high quality PDF for the pages. I send that off to the printer. And on Wednesday, I go and drive an hour north to my printer. And um, hang on, Jeff has has uh, left me. He is helping. <laughs> Jeff is helping his neighbor round up their dog that got out. Evidently, so that's that's all the noise that you're hearing here. Um, anyway, but but yeah. So on, <laughs> I swear this man, Jeff is like. Guys, like the superhero. I, I want to. No, he, he's a squirrel. He sees something shiny and goes running after it. But anyway, so on Wednesday, I go to the printer and I have an hour drive to my printer to pick up the newspapers. And um, I typically get in some cigars on the on the drive there and everything. Um, I go pick up the newspaper. I bring it back. I take it to the post office. I take it all around town, and then I start worrying about next week. So that's that's kind of how my operation is. I'm out of breath. Yeah. I, Are you leaving any of that in? Yeah, because okay. it was happening while I was talking. So, <laughs> so Jeff, everybody just heard that you were you were assisting your neighbor round up a stray dog. Yeah, right? the the dog. Uh, her name is Dolly, and she's the sweetest chocolate lab. But every once in a while, she'll pull out of her uh, collar. And I saw her come running around the house, and if I don't grab her, she's going to get out to the street. So I was trying to help my neighbor save their dog. And now you're out of breath from running. A little bit. Anyway. Yeah. So I just, I just talked about my newspaper. Are you going to talk about yours oh, at all? Oh, absolutely. Okay. We, you know, I have the three papers. I have an editor at each. I have uh, Pete at our Perry County paper. I've got William at our Hamilton County paper. And then uh, Nate, who has just come back to work with us, and I'm so happy about it. At our Franklin County paper. And then I have Stephanie, who's kind of a general manager. Um, you know, and I have uh, other, you know, a fair amount of other employees. A bevy that, of other employees. Yeah, that, you know, Amanda that does layout, Kara that does front office stuff, Pat, you know, just on down the line. And that, that being said, um, you know, journalism in small town America is in real serious trouble. And... I can't beg the people out there listening enough to go out and buy your local newspaper, get a subscription to it, support these journalists. Because, you know, just just in Perry County, at where I started my first newspaper, in 10 years, we exposed over a million dollars worth of questionable government spending, malfeasance, or outright theft. And, you know, a fair amount of that we actually caught you know, just, just by getting news tips and checking documents and, you know, looking up spending. So it's one of those things where if we're not in there doing that role and that function, nobody else is going to. And I'll tell you what, the death of journalism is going to be a heyday for corrupt politicians. So that's my little bit forgotten country there. <laughs> I'll tell you what, people run around, and I'm not blaming this all on the president, but every time we do a story and we you know, expose something, people run around screaming fake news at us, and it's just, oh, God, it's so old. And if it wasn't for local journalists, dirty politicians would get away with a lot of stuff that you don't want them to, because nobody else is watching. Nobody else is going to these school board meetings and county board meetings and city council meetings, because you guys are living your life. 
And trust me, you want us on that wall watching out for you. Part of the the problem, at least for me, has been uh, advertising support. You know, yep. I mean, it, it's one of those things where, you know, when you when you look at how much a subscription costs to a newspaper, by and large, that subscription charge does not cover the full expense of what it actually costs to deliver that product to you. Um, it, 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 a lot of that is actually supplemented yeah. through advertising support. And yeah. so with these businesses moving all their ad dollars to Facebook and Google and taking it out of the newspapers, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that it, it, it continues to bite further and further into the bottom line, which is why, for example, I said I have five stringer reporters. I don't have an actual full-time person on my staff anymore. And it's because, quite frankly, budgetary wise, we had to we had to rework it and and get rid of an actual full time reporter yeah. and just replace with with uh, with freelancers. And it's yeah. unfortunate, but it's the way it is. So well, and I don't know. you know, like I'll say this: we had an event. Um, it was it was probably a year year and a half ago, and they decided that they were not going to run an ad this year in the paper, and they were doing everything on Facebook. And the event came and went, and a lot of people missed it because. But see, you they live in a, it. But I'll say you your market's different than mine. You live in an area where, um, in terms of news sources, yeah, you guys are like the big dog in the area. Whereas for me, living, you know, my town is what fourteen miles east of St. Louis. I mean, I'm like right in the St. Louis metro area, and so for me, you have. Multiple TV channels, you have radio stations, you have multiple newspapers, but then you also have a higher population using all of those social media channels and whatnot to where, you know, they can put out an event on Facebook and yeah, maybe they're not going to get as many people, but they're still going to get a decent number of people and for them that makes them happy. So no, I, I have more competition than you do. One of one of the biggest things that people don't understand is let's say you have a thousand followers on your business Facebook page. You're only gonna reach maybe seventeen, eighteen percent of those people when you put yeah, a post out. Sixteen to eighteen. Yeah. Facebook and Facebook only serves your post to sixteen to eighteen percent of your actual follower count. Really? Yeah. Yep. You have to then turn around and pay to boost that post to everybody in order to make sure your audience fully sees it. Yeah. And wow. and it's one of those things. So when these businesses put out a post saying, we're having a sale, you know, that's great. But, you know, less than 20% of your actual full follower account is seeing it. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things that happens that I see a lot is there may be an event that happens. And it's it's out of my area and it's not, you know, something that's advertised in my newspaper. But the event happens and I see it the day after it's over. Mm-hmm. Or I see pictures of it that night. After it happened, and I'm thinking, well, I would have went to that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that happens a lot. So there, there is no real good way to do that. Plus, the people that are abandoning Facebook right now in droves. That's the other thing, yeah. You, yeah. Have, you have full generations of people that aren't doing Facebook. I mean, you go to any high school at this point, pull those kids, find out how many of those kids are actually using Facebook. And I'll guarantee that number dwindles every single yeah. year of kids that come through the class. Facebook is for the parents and the grandparents at this point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kids mm-hmm. are going to Snapchat and tip, TikTok and whatever else. And, you know, so so if you're having to, to do online marketing, you're having to not only 
maintain your presence on the prior platforms. But if you want to hit future generations of consumers, you have to now be expanding into other areas. And each platform brings its own set of complications yeah, and, and different different uses. I mean, with Instagram, it's very picture-based. Facebook, it used to be text-based, then it kind of went picture. I'd say at this point, video or um, something else is, is or, or yeah. article links. You know, is are, anybody are things, but the president using Twitter anymore? I mean, because I don't know anybody that uses Twitter. Twitter is a very regional product. I've yeah. noticed, like people up in Chicago. Twitter is, yeah, Twitter is more of an East Coast West Coast type of thing. Big, I don't big, think it's more big, of big, center big, of the big cities. Yeah, yeah. like Chicago. Yeah. There's a lot of people out of Chicago that use Twitter, Jeff. But at the same time, down here in our area, no Twitter. Twitter is non-existent down in our area. So it's one of those things that Twitter is not a universal platform in that regard. No. Um, I mean, Twitter is pretty much just like people just want to just spew off stuff no matter what it is. It could be about any topic. It's just like, okay. But, I mean, Facebook for me reminds me of like how MySpace was being phased out. Yeah. MySpace was that big at one time, and now it's like... Gone. The difference between Facebook and and MySpace, as I see it, though is Facebook was smart when they were really, really big, and they yeah. invested in a lot of other companies that yeah. they can they can pull revenue from to keep them afloat. I mean, Facebook yeah. owns Instagram, for example. You know, And why did they buy Instagram? Because they were losing so many young people from their platform yep. to yep. Instagram, so they went and bought it. Yeah. And they, they bought WhatsApp too, right? Uh, yes, they own WhatsApp yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they did smart on that. That is true. I will tell you from a journalist's standpoint, the minute that Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat or God knows what um, is actually sending reporters and covering local meetings, I'll, I'll be more than happy to hand the reins over to them. Yeah. But until then, you guys, you guys don't know how much you need local media. You do not understand. And you, you guys are a small business. You got to support the small businesses. That's all it comes down to, you know. You know what's you funny? Everybody in our communities always screams, you know, shop local and do this and do that. Yeah. But that doesn't always translate to us. Yeah. Because they'll find any yeah. way they can to not give us an ad dollar. And let's be honest, in, in at least in my area, and I would say in Nickstown as well, we're the place that you're going to reach the most people. And you're going to get the most. Fashion, yeah, yeah, in a localized fashion and get the most eyes on. And like I said, people just go out of their way to try to find a way not to utilize us. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's just very keep frustrating. Doing, just keep doing what you're doing. You guys are doing a great job. Well, well I just appreciate keep doing that, what you're doing, man. I mean, I had a business just uh, last week reach out to me and say, you know, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you share a link to our Facebook page on your Facebook page? Because something happened to ours and our we had to start a new page. And so we lost the 6,000 followers we had. And we're only at 500, and we want to get more people. And admittedly, I, I responded back to her, and I said, so wait, you just, want, you just want me to share your page? And she's like, yeah, that would be great. And I never got back to her because, quite frankly, it's like, why do you want me to do that? All that's going to happen is you're going to do a run around me, and you're going to you're you're asking, you know, me to to share your page so that you can promote stuff to to everybody, so you don't need me anymore. Yeah, you know. And not to mention, I mean, that they've never ran an and ad then there's with that you. too. It's like they've never once run a single ad with me or anything like that. So it's like I'm going to be honest. When Nick called and said that to me, my response was "fuck them." Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. It, you know. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, look. I will I will be glad 
to work with someone who works with me. But if you're not going to work with me, yep. then I have no use doing favors for you. I know? often tell people we take care of those that take care of us. Exactly. So, And that's how business should work. Anyway, Yeah, it's all about networking and, and mm-hmm. helping each other out, not just saying, listen, I mean, we get it here. There's people that come in and they say they want to you know, blend a cigar and do their own line. But then you start to realize what they're trying to do. They're trying to get as much information they, they can possibly get and take it to the next level or wherever they're planning on doing. So you just got to like be cordial and just like, all right, yes, we'll talk to you. But, you know, you can't give away the chef's secret every time. Amen. Exactly it. Well, Jeff, well, I love that question, by the way. So I was thank say, you. That was a good question. I think we've ta- touched on that enough. So, folks, you can get your uh, questions to the Ask the Boys segment. And um, obviously, you can email them to me at nick at cigarpulpit.com. And maybe uh, send me a message telling me that you sent him an email. Uh, anyway. But <laughs> Don't worry. I, I, have, I have a friend that's going to be calling soon. I was so. going to say. So, there, yeah, yeah. so that brings up the Cigar Pulpit Hotline. We do have the Cigar Pulpit Hotline where we where we uh, will play the messages left on that. So <laughs> call the Cigar Pulpit Hotline. It's area code 863-874-0000. Leave us a message and we'll play your question on the show and we'll answer it that way. And stop trying to sell us extended warranties. And the other thing is we are still collecting questions for the upcoming Ask the X segment. Dear God. Where Jeff's ex-wife Kristen is going to come on and answer questions about uh, Gator. So feel free to send in or to to call in and leave us your questions for Jeff's Jeff's ex-wife so that she can answer those on an upcoming show. Dave, do you see any good coming of this? So many good things coming out. Oh, dude. Good questions I was going to say, it's gold, dude. It's It's utter gold. I I have some questions to ask. Oh, this is, yeah, this is going to end poorly. So that's this week's Ask the Boys. So, you know what time it is now? Time for a giveaway. No. It's time. We'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that. We'll do it now. Because it's time for this week's review by Larry the Mute. Oh, God. So, oh, Larry's here? Yeah, Larry's here. Say hi, Larry. Hey, hey Larry. Right. Nice so. to meet you. Let's see you again. <laughs> so, Larry's got a special... Why do you encourage him, Dave? Larry has a special cigar to smoke today. Oh, he actually, really? He actually has a three-pack, all right? So, this is the White Owl Fireworks three-pack, all right? It was a limited wow. edition, three cigars for $1.29, it came with three cigars, one in a red tube, one in a white tube, one in a blue tube. Okay? America. America. So it came with the red, which was Cherry Blast. The white was Sparkling Wine. And the blue was Rocket Raspberry. And so Larry smoked all three just so he could have the full America experience. And so we're going to turn it over to Larry here to tell us about the White Owl Firework. Wow. How long are you going to let this go? <laughs> you know, God, Dave, why do you encourage him? 
Come on, you got to give Larry his due, though. I was going to say, man, this guy smoked three White Owl cigars, different flavors, just so that he could come on this show and and talk about it. And and you're just you're just being such an ass. Epically, you say you want to you say you want to support the the little guy, and the guy's here, you know, doing his thing. I mean, dude, he's putting in the man hours. Epic, come on, he's stupid, putting in the man hours. You know, Larry, Larry, go with the bishop, Larry, go with the bishop. I'm just saying. This <laughs> no, Larry, Larry, Larry's gonna like the Gator. This is just, aren't you, Larry? This is embarrassing. Yeah, see there, he's telling me it's number one. Yeah, with his middle finger. <laughs> so yeah, this this is embarrassing for you, Jeff. I don't know. Well, then. I mean, I like the guy, but it's an audio podcast. I get it. I get it. So. No, I don't think you do. <laughs> Now, oh. now can we do our giveaway? Yeah, so how about we go ahead and do the weekly giveaway, which features cigars from Martinez Cigars. So we have a nice... Yes. Imagine that. We have a nice uh, prize pack here that uh, contains a uh, nice variety of a variety. cigars and lets people experience the Martinez line. As it currently is, does not include the Bishop and the Gator just yet. I was just going to say, eventually the sample, the, the giveaways are going to include the, Gator, the the Bishop and the Gator in there. So that's, uh, that's going to be awesome. But for right now, it's just, uh, just a nice sampling of what they currently offer. So, um, folks, you can get in on the weekly giveaways by signing up for our... Yearly um, newsletter. <laughs> our newsletter... <laughs> On CigarPulpit.com, <laughs> and Jeff's giving me crap because I've only put out one newsletter, but, you know, COVID. I mean, let's be real. Stuff's happened yeah. and whatever, and I have some when, when was the last time that, that newsletter came out? End of end of March. <laughs> of this year? Yeah. That's yeah. not so bad. Yeah. I mean, really? every quarter. It's really not it's every quarter. Considering it's every quarter. a monthly newsletter. Here's the problem, though, with that, oh. Dave, is, is, you know, it, 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 we did miss the quarter because um, April, May, June went by. We're now in the next quarter. We're in August. So, yeah, so, yeah. so we're not even a COVID, quarter. COVID, not, not COVID, COVID, and that's COVID. the thing. Things happened, you know. We missed it. It's, you know, yeah. it's such as life. But anyway. Hey, but in, hey, but in our defense, it was free. Look, I'm not blowing up anyone's inbox. Let's put it that way. I'm going to sell that list the minute I you, get it. You, and that's why you're not going to get it. So, <laughs> anyway, so so all you got to do, just go to the website, sign up for the newsletter. And once you do that, you're on the list. As long as you're on the list. For the newsletter, you're in the list for uh, possibly winning the prizes. So, with that being said, this week's uh, winner... And the winner is... Rich uh, Mellot, M-E-L-L-O-T-T. Mellot? Mellot. Rich Rich Mellot, or Mellot. He, uh, he goes by Morg Inc. on Instagram, and I know oh, that... Oh, Morg, yeah. I know that because uh, he has it in his email address. So, um, yeah, so Rich... You have won the uh, the prize pack. All you got to do, you got to reach out to me by Monday of next week and just uh, send me an email at nick, N-I-C-K, at cigarpulpit.com telling me I'm the winner. Send me your mailing address, and we will be glad to get this pack of cigars in the mail to you. And for the last three winners um, who have reached out to me, I do have your packs ready, and they have been delivered to the post office. So at this point, it's wa- in God's hands. Be watching the mail, and then <laughs> nice. dealing with the post office. It's true; it is in God's hands. So 
Uh, hopefully you get your, your packs from me quicker than I got my pack from Dave, but whatever. <laughs> anyway. So, so, but you'll be just as happy. It's true. So we haven't talked about butts today at all, but I think we should go ahead and talk about my monthly cigars. <laughs> That's true. We do normally lead into the my monthly cigar ad with talking about Jeff's shit or yeah. something like that, but um, we really haven't touched on on. That know, story, oh my at Lord. all, but anyway, so yeah, so my monthly cigars is a premium cigar subscription service where you can get boxes of cigars sent to your door every month. We get the Robusto box, and it's uh, four cigars for thirty dollars. They also have the Presidente box, which is eight cigars for fifty dollars. It's two of everything that's in the Robusto box, and both the Robusto and Presidente box are covered by the MSRP guarantee which states that the MSRP, the total MSRP of the of the cigars in the box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. So for July, what did we do the math on July? Like 42, I think. 42, $43. Yeah, somewhere in that range. Um, for a $30 box. But, you know, if you're doing the Presidente box, it's... Um, like 38, what, was like, it? Like 34 $36 yeah. Dollar yeah. savings. So... You know, you're saving more money by spending a little bit more, so it's yep. good. I gotta, I gotta say, Nick over there does one hell of a job. Yeah, I oh mean, yeah, he really does. He, you know, you you see what he's offering, and he's offering something. They're not. There's something that if you're getting into smoking or you want to try something without spending that money, and he gives you that that chance, and you get to taste all these different smokes. The packaging is amazing. He's a great guy. He does a really good job about it. I, I couldn't be happier working with him in terms of what we do things and, and with you guys. But if you have a chance to get, get a subscription for my monthly, coming from us, I go do it. I tell friends about it all the time. It's, it's a really great, great gift for somebody, and you can't go wrong. I, he does a wonderful job. I, mean, well, I can't say anything else about we it. We always talk about supporting you know, small business. And let's be honest, he's online, but he is a small business. He is. He is. Yeah. I mean, he assembles all these boxes in his yeah. basement and packs all the cigars in the envelopes yeah. himself. I mean, you know, I mean, he, he's, he is a small business. It's a family business. This. It yep. is. It yeah. is. So. We were talking about it the other night. I was asking him, you know, how is it? How do you do everything? And he was explaining it to us. And I was just amazed. I'm like, wow, you do everything out of your, out of your house yep. by yourself. Your son helps you. He's on the bus. Son helping him. And, if you're talking about a small business growing from the bottom up, he's a perfect example. I mean, I have nothing but wonderful things to say about him and what he does. And go support him. That's all I could say. Well, absolutely. For folks that want to support him and sign up for my monthly cigars, make sure you use offer code pulpit, P U L P I T, and that gets you free shipping on your first box. It also gets you 20% off any of the items in their online store because they have an online store where they sell cigars and accessories and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, using that offer code, you save a little money, and it lets Nick know that you heard it here on the Cigar Pulpit. Absolutely. Wait a minute. There's no, there's no uh, code for the buffer? Huh. <laughs> I got to talk about that. There should be a code for the buffer. And that just makes it go really, really slow. Really slow, yeah. <laughs> just type in bad command or file name. Yeah, that's how you do that. Or, or you just don't record. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. That was a good shot. I like oh, that. Lord. Hey, you like that one, huh? <laughs> and am I glad Nick was running the soundboard? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, because it would have been your fault. Yeah, it wasn't me. Been free. Wasn't me this time. <laughs> so back to the Gator and the Bishop. Mm-hmm. I'm down literally to the nub, and I don't want to give up. Dave, you guys did such a good job on the cigar, and I can't thank you enough. 
I hey, we're happy to do that, man. Definitely, and I'll say that I uh, I did finish mine just a little bit ago, and uh, I have lit up. Actually, I I lit up a Martinez. The double Corona, the New York blend, actually. So I've been, yeah. I've been smoking that. Keeping thing. it in the family. Keeping it in the family, and um, you know, but but as for the Gator, dude, I mean, you're right. By about the halfway point, that pepper creeps in on you yep. on the actual smoking experience. So you get that nice blend of the earthy flavors with the pepper and everything. That retro hail on the back half. Um, I didn't do it on the cast because I didn't want to just hack my lungs up. But you're but, talking about the bishop. Yeah, the bishop. You're talking about the bishop. Yeah, 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 yeah. the bishop. I mean, the I retro hail. I just did a retro hail I mean, on the gator. You're getting some pepper now, but it's so smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just so happy with this cigar. I, there, I cannot say, and I'm not saying it. Well, I am saying it because it's my cigar, but I can't say, <laughs> you know, that that I wouldn't say it. it's a great cigar, man. It's well, really, really good. And we say Man, there I'm are so cigars, but all we did is tell Martinez what we want, and they delivered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, I can't stress enough the, the it's Jesus, Jesus working with these blenders, the tobacco he picks out, knowing what, able to just capture the flavors that, are, that someone wants when they're making a blend with us. He's just top notch. It's incredible to see. I mean, his father's taught him the tricks and the trade of the business, and I'm kind of honored to be part of this and being able to see it every day and man we couldn't i couldn't be happier being here and, and he does a wonderful job and we're excited about where we're gonna go and yeah i'm glad you guys are part of this and tpe is one of those things that i keep saying back is like it got us a lot of connections and one of the connections that it gave us was you guys and man we're, we're, we're stoked. no i i agree and the thing about it is it you know COVID. <sighs> COVID has taken a lot of the air out of the room this year. I was actually just saying to Jeff earlier that yeah. 2020, when you look back at it, it's, it's going to be the lost year. You know, it's going to be, yeah. you know, nothing really good happened in 2020 and everything. But but I'll say that there have been some really good bright spots. You know, TPE some rays of was, was an amazing experience uh, for a yeah. lot of reasons. But you're right. You know, it kind of got us. Uh, more than just an Instagram messaging kind of relationship and everything. It kind of put this whole project in motion. And before it's all said and done, you know, there's going to be two really great cigars available for everybody yeah. to try that that I highly recommend everybody do. So, folks, make sure you go ahead, you go to martinascigars.com right now, bookmark it, set an alert on your phone for, you know, Maybe seventh of eh, September eh, is somewhere say, in there. Let's say September, like 10th. you know, seventh or okay. yeah, we'll, we'll go yeah. somewhere in there. September seventh, you know, somewhere yep. in there that you can go over there, have that alarm set so that when when that alarm goes off, you'll know it's time for me to go buy the bishop and the absolutely. Gator. And I'm going to reference another podcast here. Uh oh, and I hope you don't mind me doing this, Nick, All but right. I'm going to. I was listening to the Cigar Authority, and I think it was. Maybe Saturday's or last Saturday's episode. I'm not sure which. But they were talking about the, the one question you get in a cigar lounge. And they were talking about how right now it's like, what's new? You know, and how in six months or a year from now, it's going to be what's good. And I'll tell you right now, and I'm not just saying this because there are sticks. If, if you get a hold of these sticks, they're what's new and they're also what's good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and that's, all, that's all credit to Martinez, guys. You... Dave, you guys just did a phenomenal job on these things. I'm glad you guys liked it. It's like, a, you know, well, and we're that, excited. Good. No, 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 no. That brings up a really uh, one one question that 
you know, some folks might be having. The reason that question gets brought up about, you know, what's good and everything and why that question is going to shift to what's good and not what's new is because of all the predicates and the substantial equivalents and everything having uh-huh. to do with the FDA come September. So, Dave, uh, in terms of the bishop and the cigar, do or <laughs> bishop and the gator, do, do anyone have any, should anyone have any concerns related to that? No. We should be good with everything going in. Um, it's yeah, we should be fine. Uh, it's under one of the permits that we do have, so we should be good on it. That's awesome, folks. This has been a a jam packed episode of the Cigar Pulpit. Yeah, we're we're you know we're looking to plant our flag and you know make that Martinez family bigger than what it is now, and we're we're open right now for everyone to join us, Martinez family. So come on, let's do this, and uh, yeah, we're ready to make some news here. And again, wow. just to finish up, the bishop. And the Gator are going to be available sometime around the first week of September, guys. So yes. bookmark Martinez Cigars. Yeah. That's going to be the exclusive place to get it out of the gate. Um, and then it will later be introduced uh, into brick and mortars around the country. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, Dave, seriously, man, thank you so much for coming on. This has been great. Um, I love the cigar. And I, I couldn't be any more excited about everything coming into the second portion of this year. Well, thank you for having me on again. You know, we talk a lot of the times, and we're excited about this. We're excited to be have you guys part of Martinez family. I mean, you're literally part of the family. You're in our line of cigars. It's going to be in the case here. It's going to be in our our website. So you're stuck with us forever now. So let's let's do this. Well, Jeff's that creepy uncle that we don't talk about. <laughs> we'll just invite him over for Thanksgiving. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't let him be around the kids. I like to talk. I like to talk about <laughs> politics. And smoke cigars at the table, so yeah. Oh, man. Having you guys on here is, is a dream, and we're happy, and let's do this, guys. Get on there. Be a part of this. So let, let, let's get this going. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Dave, thanks so much. Thank you, brother. Jeff. Thank you, guys. You have anything else for the betterment of the cause? Uh, one thing I do want to say is... Uh, he does have something. Max Smoke oh. Shop is now in litigation. Oh, with yes. Palo Alto. And oh, good. All, all I have to say is save Max. Yes. I I, yeah. I hope Max is um, successful in their litigation because, honestly, they got hosed. And it that's an, bullshit it's an what 85 was. year business that doesn't deserve what they're dealing with. So, nope. you know, and unfortunately, they're having to spend money on lawyers and all that. But save some, Max. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So, Amen. Anyway. Yeah, let's save them. That's it. That's all I wanted to throw in. Well, with that, this has been another Sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. And that's Dave. Thanks, everybody. Take care, guys. See you, brother. Stay safe and stay smoky, everyone.